Hello and a warm Mancunian welcome to all my incredible listeners out there. I'm Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe, your friendly host, and you've just tuned in to the sixth season of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, where I share remarkable social impact stories from the heart of Manchester every Tuesday throughout the season. This podcast is a celebration of the unsung heroes, the change makers, and the passionate souls who are making a real difference in our vibrant city. From social enterprises to non-profits and community groups, I bring you the voices of worker bees and volunteers, all coming together for a common cause. Through heartfelt conversations, my guests share their experiences, dreams, and unwavering commitment to making a difference. From the challenges they've overcome to the triumphs that fuel their passion, their stories will leave you moved, enlightened, and brimming with hope. Join me on this audio adventure as my guests and I explore the transformative power of collective action and the remarkable impact we can create when we unite for a common cause. Their tales are a testament to the power of community, collaboration, and the indomitable Mancunian spirit. They not only address pressing issues right here in Manchester, but also offer insights and inspiration that resonate far beyond these boundaries. So whether you're commuting on a run or just relaxing at home, I invite you to tune in on Apple, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also log on to my website, www.meetthemancunian.co.uk. Let's embark on this journey of discovery and inspiration. For my new listeners, you can catch up on the incredible stories from the first five seasons at www.meetthemancunian.co. You'll also find out more about my own journey as a podcaster. And to all my returning listeners, I can't thank you enough for your support. You make this podcast possible and I'm immensely grateful. So join me as I continue to share these inspiring tales of change and community support from the beating heart of Manchester. Together we could spread a bit of good news, spark meaningful conversations and inspire positive action. Thank you for being a part of the Meet the Mancunian community. Welcome to the fifth episode of season six of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, Social Impact Stories from Manchester. Passionate about supporting refugees integrate? We hear from Magdalene Bartlett, founder and CEO, AfroCats in this episode. This episode is being published in Black History Month, 2023's Black History Month theme, Saluting Our Sisters, pays homage to Black women who had contributions ignored, ideas appropriated, and voices silenced. I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Magdalene Bartlett, founder and CEO, AfroCats. Thanks so much, Magdalene, for taking the time. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to have you here. And as we get started, I just want to ask about how you found your passion for supporting refugees. Where did that start from? Well, my passion for supporting refugees and asylum seekers started at the age of 20 while I was still at university. When I was 16, my family had a campaign to stay here and I took some years to process that. But by the age of 20, that's when I had my own campaign at university. And that's where the name Afrocats came about. 
which is African and Car- Caribbean arts. It oh, was giving back and supporting others. I always had that sense of wanting to give back. Thank you for sharing that. That's really interesting that it started as early at university. So tell us about Africats. You introduced it and where the name comes from, but how did you get involved and what does Africats do? Cats. Well, it started because of my creative background of um, African dance. And uh, I started Africats as a community group in 2000. And then we took a little break when I had my son and I had a job. And then uh, during the pandemic, actually, that's when Africats, I think, reached its fruition. We went from 30 participants to 100 people. And that was because it was responding to their needs. We have two programs of work. That is Natives of the World, which works with adults, and Youth of the World, working with children. It's of the world because people don't want to be known by their refugee and asylum seeker status. And to be called refugees and asylum seekers, especially for young people, is a legal term. And it doesn't have the same meaning for them because most of them were born here. So we work with refugees and asylum seekers from the Middle East, South Asia, and African countries as well. And we provide all sorts of services, whether that be well-being, health, creating new network, so that people have the support that they need while they're going through a difficult time. Thank you for sharing that. And that does sound like uh, a lot of really valuable services that you're providing uh group that's not as well represented. Mm. But thank you for doing what you do. You've mentioned some of the places that they come from, but what countries do they really come in? Do you have particular countries where you have more community participation? Yes, we have from the DRC. We have quite a huge group from DRC, Bangladesh, Pakistan, and also Namibia. That's really interesting. There must be many challenges on this journey. It wouldn't have been an easy one. You said that you had to take a break to raise a child and to obviously to work. And then during the pandemic, you really came into uh, fruition, as you said. Tell us about some of the challenges you've had to conquer along the way or overcome. Some of the challenges, I'd say one of the main one was fundraising and making sure that we can meet the community response. Another one was being a very small team. We're still a small team, but growing. I had to do a lot of the work myself within the path. I'd say from 2020, 20, I was on my own with someone who does uh, marketing, which I think has been one of the hardest things. And we work mainly with freelancers as well. But even though these are challenges, I'd say the commitment from the volunteers and also from um, from our freelance team makes it feel less of a challenge, but there's always that, are we going to survive beyond a certain time to ensure that we don't let down the people that we are working with? So we're constantly fundraising. I think that's probably one of the main challenges. And I'm sure that a lot of community groups out there and charities have the same problem, but the commitment and the dedication from all the people that work in this sector, I think it's something that overshadows those challenges. And also what we bring to participants. I think sometimes I don't recognize the challenge as much as I should because the outcomes and the impact that we have on people's lives are great. 
And keep oh, us going. Thank, you. thank you for sharing that. I can understand. I think having that optimistic outlook and seeing the impact you're making definitely would help uh, with some of these challenges. Mm-hmm. Brings me very well to my next question is what impact would you say you made? I think because myself, I'm a leader from a minoritized community. I think that has had a huge impact on the people that we work with because they know that I understand what they're going through. They also see me as someone who's been through the process that they're currently going through, but able to come and build something in the UK. Also, I'd say we have a strong pastoral support in um, Afrocats that we give to people. There's not a wrong time to call us. And I think the impact of that has been tremendous because we're able to respond to the needs of people. Some of the things that people said was, for example, our young people's projects, some of the young people that we work with, they're the only black person in their school. And the fact that they could come to a group on on our Saturday program with people who look like them and also artists who look like them, working with them, made give them that sense of community. Most of um, the young people that we work with don't play out because in the places that they live, they're the only one and parents are scared that they might be attacked. So having a space and a place where they can be comfortable and they can develop their confidence, their leadership skills is really important to them. And also to raise their aspirations so that they can want more. And sometimes our parents that, that we're working with, they, the work that they do is very hard, very long hours, but they want their children to be able to choose the profession and the career that they want. And to have that space where they can just breathe is important to them. The volunteers that we're working with, giving them opportunities where they can prepare for work. So, for example, we have a women's tabletop conversation, which is led by a refugee. And she wanted to develop leadership skills, but also wants to know what it's like to be a project manager. So she's developing all those skills from registrations onto writing reports. And she started to really thrive. I remember meeting her for the first time and she was just like looking down, not making eye contact. And now she can talk, look at people in the eye and talking to people from diverse communities. And that's just a few of some of the, the changes that we have seen, but there are so much and so many things that we try to solve to make sure that people feel part of the community. We've started taking walks around Manchester canals and out of the women that we've taken, 100% had never been down the canal. Even women who've lived here for over 10 years. And it just demonstrates that the impact that we're making is opening new things to people, new experiences that they normally wouldn't have. And we want to continue to do that. And also to share that impact with new people that we haven't worked with. And also to show people that everything here is for you. Another thing is the free activities like going to galleries and museums and um, festivals, all these wonderful things that happen in Manchester that are free, such as Manchester Day Parade, Factory International. We take people to these events to ensure that they know what is happening and that they're able to use those networks to support their well-being and also accessibility, which is a huge problem. You don't have to pay for everything. We want people to know that. 
so that they can feel part of the fabric of Manchester. I like that very much about opening new experiences, opening new vistas to these to the refugees as they integrate well into the community. Mm-hmm. I must ask you, as I'm, I'm a new Mancunian, what is the factory parade? Factory International. It okay. was formerly Manchester International Festival, and there's international artists that comes to Manchester. It used to be international artists, then it's local community groups getting involved okay. and have parties in their home, parties on the okay. streets. So. Dung Sinan Square and yeah. um, and in Piccadilly Gardens, it comes alive. <laughs> I must I must look for that. Interesting. <laughs> I'm going to be two years in Manchester yeah. at the beginning of June, so I'm still. Well, I'll have to invite you down then. <laughs> that would be very nice. Thank you. <laughs> How can interested people reach out to you and learn more? Where can they find you on your website and social media? You can find us at Afrocats. If you type us into Google, you can't miss us because we are top. And um, if you want a referral or you just want to contact us and find out more, it is info afrocats, that's A-F-R-O-C-A-T-S dot org dot UK. If you contact us, we can give you our social media handle. The website is the best place and I will include that in your show notes so everybody who is listening to the episode can hear it. What advice would you have for people looking to start a similar movement in another part of the world or another part of the U? Well, first thing is perseverance. There's no such thing as no and you can. If you have a passion and you have a belief, you can achieve what you want to achieve. Because I believe that everything is possible. And make a good good network. (laughs) I think these are all very good pieces of advice because like you said passion for perseverance and making good networks absolutely thank you so much for sharing that thank you an opportunity now for you to talk about anything coming up in the next few months anything I haven't asked you about we are constantly looking for volunteers our youth program starts in June and we are looking for anyone who have time to help us with photography making short films. I think something that is missing within our work always is documentation. So if there's someone out there who wants to do an evaluation on a, on a piece of um, community work, we're also looking at dance, cultural dance, and how that can be up there with yoga and contemporary dance and ballet as a form for well-being. So we're looking for anyone who wants to do a piece of research on that. I have been searching for years and can't find anyone. And I just want to be able to demonstrate the importance and the impact that it's making, not from the participants saying, but more of like from the medical side as well. That'll be something that we're looking for. We have walking. So if there's any groups out there that's got refugee and asylum seeker uh, participants based in the Manchester area, please do contact us because we're looking for more women to take walk. We're able to cover travel expenses up to £5 per person for that. And that's funded by the Canal and River Trust. That's what we have coming up. Also, we are working in partnership with Whitworth Art Gallery and we will be having another collaboration during the May half term. I believe it's the 30th, 31st of May and the 1st of June where you can bring your families down and just experience some creative activities, arts and craft, dance, storytelling. 
at the gallery, all for free. Uh, and that's from 12 till 3. Sounds, sounds like some great plans. Thank you for sharing them. Uh, just as an aside, before we go to the next section, have you considered the universities for this piece of research you're looking to do around the African dance forms? Have you contacted the universities? I have contacted them, but we didn't manage to get student interest. But right. I will contact them again. It might be something that especially students with an African heritage might be particularly passionate about because there's a lot of resurgence about knowing your identity, knowing your national heritage. Yes. Uh, while they might be British, they are also got their own uh, ethnic identity yes. as well, isn't it? Yes. I hope after this we might be able to get some interest. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> so if anybody's listening, shout out to you. Please do come forward. <laughs> I'll now come to the signature questions I ask all my guests. Can you describe the Mancunian spirit in a word or a phrase? Welcoming, fun, and always willing to help. Great ones. Thank you so much for sharing that. Very aptly described. Can you share a Mancunian who inspires you and why? And can be somebody from the present or from the past as well? I'd have to say Sharon Raymond. And she's a community activist. She's incredible. She creates networks throughout Manchester. And I don't know how she does it, how she has the time to do it, but she does it and she does it well with a smile. And she really inspires me to keep going. Thank you for sharing that and shout out to Sharon. What's the most important life lesson you've learned? Always believe that I can. That's a great spirit. I can see you're just oozing optimism. I love it. I try to be very optimistic as yes. well. And I think that sometimes when you send the universal's vibes, good things do happen. Yes, it's true. I believe that. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? The power to solve people's problems quicker. I like that. I like the quicker bit because you're yes. already solving problems, but you want to do it quicker. That is a really good one. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. and. Thank you for sharing your passion for everything that you do around refugees and asylum seekers and making them feel well integrated into Manchester. Thank you very, very much. And I will probably invite you to a walk. That'll be lovely. I love walking. The, the idea of walking by the canal sounds very nice. I've been walking by the river, but I don't think I've actually walked by the canals yet. So that sounds interesting. Thank you so much. Madeline, I really enjoyed learning about helping refugees today. Dear listener, thank you so much for listening to the fifth episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season six. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode or log on to www.meetthemancunian.co.uk to listen to all the episodes and learn more about my podcasting story. Next week on Tuesday, 10th October 2023, I speak to Shar Sangster about supporting the youth. Thank you for joining me on this enriching journey through the social impact stories of Manchester with the sixth season of the Meet the Mancunian podcast. I hope the stories you heard today have sparked a fire of inspiration within you. May they serve as a gentle reminder that no dream is too big and no passion too small. Your feedback means the world to me. Visit www meetthemancunian.co.uk to share your thoughts, suggestions and the causes that touched your heart. Your input helps me craft a podcast that truly touches hearts and makes a difference in our community. 
Stay connected with the podcast on social media. You can find us at the rate Meet the Mancunian on Instagram and Facebook or follow us on Twitter at the rate Mancunian pod. Sharing and leaving a comment would be a fantastic way to spread the word and build a vibrant community of change makers. Before I sign off, remember to introduce this podcast to your friends and family so together we can amplify the impact and reach of these incredible stories. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of the Meet the Mancunian family. Your support fuels my passion and I can't wait to bring you more compelling stories that will touch your hearts and fuel your soul. Until we meet again in the next episode, let's keep creating waves of change together. Remember the world needs more Mancunian spirit, so go out there and be the change you wish to see. Take care, stay inspired. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.